Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you for tuning in once again. You guys are amazing. I can't believe how this has grown, and it's because of you guys and your support. So I want you to know how much I love you and, and thank you for believing in me. I want to thank our sponsors, Siegfried & Jensen, Wasatch Recovery, Brasty Networks, and iHill Institute. You guys are fantastic. And again, you guys believe in me and believe in this cause, and it's so wonderful. And it's because we've had such amazing people on uh, on the show, people who have overcome some really difficult things. And today's no different. Today we're joined by Sarah Fry, and I want to thank you, Sarah, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, thanks. So um, there, there's a lot I could say about Sarah. She's an amazing person. She's got an amazing attitude. She uh, actually has been through some very difficult things, and she actually was in a very traumatic uh, car accident, uh, was hit by a drunk driver, and uh, she's lucky to be alive, but she uh, lost both of her legs and uh, went through you know tons and tons of surgeries. She's paralyzed from the waist down and just been through so much, but the thing that really stood out to me and why I wanted Sarah on the show is the way she handles this and her positivity, and we're gonna talk a lot about that, but before we do, before we get to that, I want people to get to know you a little bit, uh, Sarah. So tell us where you grew up and a little bit about your family. Yeah, so um, I am 18 years old and I'm the youngest of six kids. And so, you know, pretty big family. I have little nieces and nephews. Yeah. Um, I live in Syracuse, Utah, and I've lived there my whole entire life. So we've never moved yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're so, pretty, pretty tight family, would mm -hmm, you say? Yeah. We're all super close. Yeah. Um, there are three of my siblings that are married and then one that actually gets married tomorrow. Oh, and wow. So, Congratulations. Um, <laughs> and so everyone's, you know, we, everyone lives really close. And so we always get together for family dinners still. And that's so that's awesome. really fun having, you know, have, being that close to all my yeah. siblings. So. How do you like being the youngest? I, I used to like <laughs> not really like it because I just felt like all of the older kids, like, I mean, they were just older and I just wanted to be like them. But now I, I like it, especially having like nieces and nephews because I just love kids. So right, yeah. So you know, I mentioned it in the kind of the intro how positive you are. Have you always been like that? Were you like that when you were younger? Have you always had this good attitude about life? And yeah, I feel like I've always been a pretty positive person. I mean, I've never really liked complaining or hearing other people <laughs> complaining, right. and. Yeah, this is just kind of how I've always been. And just like growing up, that's just kind of how we were raised is just to make the most out of every situation. Yeah, I love it. Speaking about how you were raised, what are some things that, that stand out to you that have helped you through this you know, difficult time you've gone through? What are some of the things that you learned from your parents that has really helped you through this? Yeah, my parents have been one of my biggest strengths. Mm -hmm. um, they just the way that they deal with pretty, you know, stressful situations, like they just handle it with such ease, I feel like. And so that's mm -hmm. what I've just 
watched growing up just them dealing with hard things they just know that everything will be okay and so that's just kind of what me and my siblings have all just grown up with and so it's natural for all of us to just stay positive despite the circumstances yeah now um i know you're you're a spiritual girl you're you're you know dedicated to your faith your lds faith talk about how that's played a part in all this without the faith that i have i definitely wouldn't be as strong and positive as i feel like i am because I mean, there's just so many things like the power of prayer Mm -hmm. for us has been tremendous and has helped us throughout this whole thing. And knowing that there's a God up there that I can talk to has really helped. Yeah. And yeah, I, I owe it all to my faith. Wow. That's awesome. Is that, I mean, obviously that's something you were taught as a young child from your parents and from their example, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So what were some of the biggest lessons that you've learned as you as you grew up? I know that's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the biggest lessons that I've learned growing up is kind of just to listen to one another mm. and to, I mean, I feel like my whole family were just really good listeners and there are people that can come and talk to us about anything because we just have that you know, listening ability kind of. And so um, I appreciate it when people just, you know, kind of take time to listen to me because I just feel like that's a huge lesson. Sometimes not everything needs to be fixed right away, but sometimes people just need to be heard. Yeah. And um, so that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned growing up. I love that. And I think what you're also saying, correct me if I'm wrong, like, I mean, I would imagine, and you know, by the way, mom, Amy's in the studio. She's shaking her head going, <laughs> yeah, uh, she's here with us as well. And I'm grateful to have her here as well. And again, you can just tell that, you know, y- your mom has this, or, you know, energy about her that's positive as well. And I'm sure you picked up on that yeah. as, a, as, a, as her daughter. Yeah, definitely. Right? Um, but I think what you're saying too is that people feel safe around you guys. Yeah. Like they can come t- talk to you which allows that connection where we feel connected. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you, did you notice that, that people felt just safe around you guys? Yeah, I've definitely noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. So what were the, some of the things, I know that uh, you're, you're, you're a cheer, cheerleader. Um, I think you played golf as mm-hmm. well. What were some of the things that you did growing up in that area? Yeah, so me and my whole family have always been super active, love outdoors, love going to Lake Powell and Disneyland and all those things. Um, And so I've just always loved being outside. I've been a cheerleader for about seven or eight years. That's awesome. Um, And yeah, I was riding motorcycles with my dad and yeah, just super active, love swimming, golfing, really anything outside. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then being the youngest, were you always trying to keep up with the older kids too? And yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like I'd always want to do the tricks that they did on the tramp sure, and yeah. all that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I know we're going to get to the, well, I'll, I'll ask this next because I want to, I want to see how your, your siblings have reacted and gone through this with you yeah. and uh, including your parents as well. But so you know, tell us about, you know, you, you were going to Bear Lake with some friends, if I understand correctly. Mm-hmm. 
And it was on your way back from the trip when the accident happened. Yeah. So if you don't mind, just share, just start from there and kind of just share your story and kind of, you know, what happened and what led up to uh, the accident and then what happened after. Yeah, of course. So me and a couple of my friends headed up to Bear Lake um, for just a couple of days and we had so much fun. We rode jet skis, played in the sand, just like, yeah, yeah, we had so much fun. And then um, there were me and three others in the car on the way Mm, home. mm -hmm. And um, I was in the back passenger seat when we were driving through the Logan Canyon, just, you know, one of the ways to get home. Yeah. And I mean, for those who have been to the Logan Canyon, it's pretty tight and narrow. It is, And, you know, just a two-lane, two-lane road. And um, we saw a truck coming at us. They estimated... He was going about 70 miles per hour around the bend and hit into our car head on. And so um, this driver was drunk. He was Mm. intoxicated about five times over the legal limit. And so, um, yeah, our car was hit head on. The driver of my car, she did the best she could to avoid the collision, but there was nowhere for her to go. I mean, there was a cliff on one side and a mountain on the other. So she just slammed on the brakes um, but there was really nothing more we could do. We all had our seatbelts on, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I was instantly paralyzed from the waist down and was internally bleeding. And so oh, there were wow. so many amazing people mm-hmm. at the scene of the accident. There were like former EMTs, off-duty EMTs who had neck braces and like really? um, a special forces guy, like a pharmacist. There were just so many. It's like all these angels yeah. like came out of the woodwork. It Truly. feels like, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Just a huge blessing having so many trained people be there um, because at the spot we were at, we didn't have any cell service to call 911. Yeah. And so um, luckily someone had a satellite phone and could call 911, but we waited in that canyon trapped in the car for about 45 minutes oh to goodness. an hour before the and ambulance were you came. conscious at this point um, um i mean i was told that i was answering some of their questions that they were asking me but i don't remember much okay which i mean like i don't remember getting hit and so i feel like that's kind of a blessing too sure. that like yeah. i don't have to have that trauma kind of um, and remember being hit at all. So I'm kind of glad that I don't remember that part. I remember some things. I just remember my belly hurting and they kept asking me if I can feel this and they were touching my legs, but I couldn't. And so I just kept saying, I don't know. I don't know. And so I just, I remember some parts. um, But then we were all taken to the hospital in Logan and then um, they were giving me several blood transfusions to stabilize me. Yeah. And then I was life lighted to Primary Children's Hospital. And they realized that I was not getting any blood flow to either of my legs. And that they would okay. both need to be amputated above oh, the wow. knee. Now at this point, I just want to stop you just for a second. Does mom and dad know about the accident at this point? So, or yes. They had... Um, heard about the accident from the hospital called our parents in Logan. And so they knew that we were in the hospital in Logan and they were like, we just want to be with her. And they're like, we might have to life light her. So just like, hang on. And they were like, we just want to be with her. Right. And And you hear those words, you got a life light. They're probably thinking, oh my goodness. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. And so 
um, they were told to meet me at Primary Children's Hospital. And so they actually were pulling in when my helicopter landed. And so oh, we wow. all kind of got there at the same time. Okay. Um, something that I do remember is like seeing my mom for the first time. Um, because of COVID, only one parent was allowed in. Oh, wow. And yeah, so, this is during the COVID, so yeah. it's all these restrictions at yeah. the same time. And so, I mean, I was still 17 at the time. Okay. And I could have a parent inside because mm -hmm. if I would have been 18, they wouldn't have let anyone Because you're a me. minor. Yeah. Right, okay. And so, um, I was lucky to be 17 and could have my mom there with me. Wow. Um, but yeah, I was wheeled to that surgery they would need to amputate both of my legs did they tell you this that we need to amputate your legs did they tell that to you before the surgery um, I do you remember i don't think they told me that oh, no. no okay i'm just again the reason why i ask was like i can't imagine hearing that yeah like hey we're gonna have to amputate your leg i mean i can't imagine hearing that or when did you know that uh, you had to that you had lost your legs yeah so i didn't Real, I didn't know what was going on at all, and actually for the first, like, two weeks, I don't really remember much just because I was so sedated and just constantly in and out of surgeries, mm -hmm. um, and so it was at about two weeks that my okay. parents had to tell me what happened because, like, uh -huh. I couldn't sit up and see that my legs were gone. Yeah, I you're still down. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember any conversations that my nurses would have or anything, and so I had no idea what had happened to me. I didn't really know where I was or why I was there or anything like that. And so, yeah, my parents, the hospital let both of my parents come in the room to tell me what had happened. And so, yeah, they told me that, you know, my legs didn't survive, but I was lucky to be alive and things like that. You know, I can't imagine having to tell your child that. I know. So you hear this, though. I mean, and I know I'm asking a really vulnerable question here, but how how did that feel hearing that? Like what went through your mind? Because again, we know that you're really positive, but I'm sure you have these moments of like, oh my goodness. So if you don't mind kind of, if you can remember sharing what you felt when you heard the news. Yeah, so um, I remember, I mean, right after I heard the news, I kind of asked a couple of questions like, Will I still be able to cheer? Will I still be able to drive and swim? And my mom answered yes to all of the questions. Yeah, I actually have it written down in my notes. It says every question, yes. Yeah, my mom answered I yes love to that, all though, of the questions. Right? And I mean, at first I didn't really like believe her. I'm like, she's probably <laughs> just saying that just to be nice. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was like, um, okay. Yeah, so I mean, I I was just kind of confused, but I just remember feeling like I'll be okay. I just right. remember feeling like peace, like this won't define me. Like I just remember wow. feeling that instant peace and comfort that I'll be okay. And so those were my first initial thoughts, which is, I mean, mind blowing to me now that I, that's what first went through my head. But I mean, that's honestly was my first reaction. That's amazing. And, yeah. and I think that probably plays a part in strengthening your faith in in God and and that there's a plan and there's a purpose yeah because I know that it wasn't me that was putting those thoughts into my head like yeah. I just feel like that was just kind of like the spirit telling me to be okay and that everything will be okay well that and to have peace in that moment is just it, 
I mean, if we really look at it on its surface, it's it's mind-blowing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like totally mind-blowing to me. So so I, I love, and mom's in the studio, like we said, but, you know, for, for mom and dad to say yes to every question you had, hey, am I going to be able to do this and this? And it's just like, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, I I mean, that's pretty amazing. And if, um, how did that feel knowing that your mom and dad were being so supportive and, and the family in general? Just like, hey, no, you're going to be doing everything you want to go do. Yeah. It just made me so much more confident that I'll be able to do those. Like they were never like, I don't know if you can ever <laughs> drive again or anything like that. Like yeah. just having their confidence really helped me and kind of just set the stage for like my whole recovery. Just we all knew that I would be okay and be doing the things that I loved. Yeah. So. So when did you know um, when you had been hit by someone that was driving drunk? Um, Is that something that was held from you for a while or did you know? I'm just curious of how that, how you reacted to that. Yeah. Um, I just remember not thinking much of it. I knew that, I mean, it was almost like, I can't go back and change the past. Like what happened happened. And so I'm not going to waste my time focusing on the person who hit me. I'm just going to focus on recovery because I just felt like he didn't like deserve my time. I just wanted to focus on me, focus on my recovery. And so I honestly just chose not to think about him because then it would just, Mm -hmm. I'd probably just like spiral into this, dark place so how which did I you, didn't want to do who are you girl I'm <laughs> oh my goodness I'm like blown away that is incredible like that is I mean that's such the right thing to do but how difficult I mean I think people listening to this are like how can she do this that's what I'm thinking right now yeah. you're blowing my mind right now it's so cool did um is that something that was encouraged by your family or is that just something internally you're like nope I'm focusing on recovery I mean <clears throat> I just think that the fact that I never heard them really talk about him, just, I was like, I don't really want to talk about him either. Like, it doesn't really, I don't know, like, they would never complain about him. They wouldn't ever act super mad about him in front of me, at least. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of took after, like, my parents' examples, kind of, just to, and then I remember me and my dad talked about it a little bit, just like, you have so many hours in a day and how you choose to spend your time and how you choose to, mm-hmm. I mean, cause each thought is, you know, yeah. minutes. And so you can focus your hours in a day on bettering yourself because that guy doesn't deserve yeah. your time and attention. So, wow. Yeah. Well, how, how blessed you are to have parents that teach you these powerful things. I know. That is so cool. Yeah. Wow. Well, there's a couple things I want to talk about. I know when you were in the hospital, I mean, one of the questions was, am I ever going to cheerlead again? And I know how passionate you are about that, right? Yeah. And you you actually started practicing a routine in your hospital bed. Talk mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. So <laughs> It's incredible. Um, I... What I was looking forward to my senior year was just kind of like just cheer because I had already started summer practices. I'd already gotten to know my team and everything before the school year started. And so, I mean, 
cheer is just like my number one passion. Sure. And um, so I knew that, I mean, my hands, my arms, everything works just fine. And so um, my cheerleaders made a dance for me when I was in the hospital and they performed it at every halftime game. And so every Friday night um, at the football game, um, they would send me a video of their routine that they did. (laughs) And so I just watch it. And I've always been one of like my specialties in cheerleading is learning routines and choreography really fast. I just pick up on things as I watch. Right. And so I just kind of watch them do it every week and I just kind of started to learn it myself. (laughs) And so then the song would come on um, the song Home Sweet by Russell Dickerson, it would come on and I would just like do the little dance. And then um, <laughs> my mom one day just like videoed me and then we posted on it on our social media. And um, I mean, I guess people thought that was really cool. Just me doing that dance in my hospital bed. Well, yeah, <laughs> not only is it really cool, it, it's inspiring because here you are gone through something really traumatic and you lost your legs and here you are with a smile on your face in the hospital bed. It's 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 motivating and it what it tells me and I'm saying speaking for myself that how powerful the human spirit is if we focus on the right things. I love how you said I, I I'm focusing on my recovery Todd. Yeah. I'm focusing on how do I get better? How do yeah. I make my life better? And I yeah, it was really cool at the same time, but I'm telling you I, people seen that, and and I think that's what Russell saw that, right? Mm-hmm. He saw you dancing in your hospital bed and was blown away too. He was like, who's this girl? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So talk about that. I mean, I think one of the questions was, am I ever going to drive a car? Mm-hmm. Right? Talk about that experience and then what uh, Russell uh, did for you. Okay. This hero of yours. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, like I said, we posted that video on our social media, and um, the song was my favorite song. I would listen to it on repeat every day when I would get ready (laughs) and my parents would hear the song just play over and over again um and so yeah so we posted the video and then everyone was tagging Russell Dickerson um the artist of the song yeah and he saw that he um commented and we were freaking out I FaceTimed (laughs) my whole family I'm like he commented on the post and all that stuff and that's awesome um yeah, um, but it just gets better from there. <laughs> yeah. And so um, <laughs> once I came home from the hospital, um, my dad and I had spent a lot of time talking to other people, um, you know, paralyzed people, how they drive cars and things like that. Right. Um, and I guess that Russell Dickerson had heard one of the first questions I asked was, will I ever be able to drive again? Yeah. And so he actually, um, there was a Zoom call set up and um, Russell Dickerson came on the screen and I started freaking out and he told me that he teamed up with Chevrolet and got me a brand new car and that it's in my driveway. And so I was just like, I was speechless. It felt like a dream. Like I thought that I would wake up and you know, it just was so amazing. And so it's fully outfitted for me. And so there's like a ramp that comes out and Mm -hmm. I just go right in and it's just, yeah, it's so amazing, the car. And so I drive everywhere now. I drive all my friends. We just, I mean, one of the things that we would do is me and my friends, we'd just go on drives and yeah, I I always love driving. And Mm so I'd be like, I can drive everyone and we just blast (laughs) music. And so, yeah, it's been just an incredible 
Well, again, you're still Incredible you're gift. blowing my mind. Like, were you <laughs> nervous driving? Like, did did you ever feel like, oh, I'm I'm nervous to get back on the road in a car, anything um, like that? Or I was never too <laughs> nervous about that. Okay. Because like the first little bit, I mean, for the first three months, I was in the hospital, yeah. and so I kind of, I mean, I'm sure if I would have driven a little bit after the accident, I would gotcha. have been scared. Yeah. But I had a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. And then, like, driving home from the hospital, like, I wasn't really ever scared. Probably because I don't really remember much of the accident. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I wasn't too nervous to drive. Yeah. But. So, I mean, how do you feel about Russell? Oh, he is my hero. He's so sweet and just so <laughs> genuine. And I just... I just love him. <laughs> well, from what I, you know, when I did a bunch of homework on you and I watched a lot of these videos <laughs> and stuff and he just, like you're right, he just seems like this genuinely mm -hmm. good person. Yeah. G you know, scrape the fame away. He's just a good guy. Yeah. Uh, right? Totally. I mean, you could just tell. Mm -hmm. And it's, I, I love that you guys connected like that. That was, yeah. that, that brought me to tears as I was watching. I was like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. this is unbelievable. Yeah. So, what now this is another big question and i know there's probably a lot of th ways you can answer this but what were some of the biggest lessons you learned by being in the hospital and and you know obviously going through the accident but what were some of these lessons that you've learned through this process of this tragedy that you were in yeah so i had to relearn how to do pretty much everything mm -hmm. like i had to relearn how to roll on my side in my bed sit up like there were so many little things that i had to relearn how to do yeah i think you did a post of a bunch of goals mm -hmm. and one yeah. of them was like roll on my side yeah and right? so check that off mm -hmm. you know and yeah so i made like a little goal board <laughs> in the hospital yeah. just because i just wanted to go home so bad and so like <laughs> the physical therapist he was like once you can do these things then you're good to go and so I wrote them down and I you're would like, feel I'm so accomplished checking them off mm -hmm. and so um, I mean in the little rehab center that I would you know work on physical therapy and things they kind of just I mean we would do fun things mm -hmm. and so it made me realize like how much fun I can still have like we would one day for physical therapy, he had me and my mom play wee bowling. And so like, <laughs> just like fun little things. And like we played ping pong and oh, it was wow. just really cool. Like seeing what I can still do. I'm like, I can do these things with my friends once I get home. And so like, that was okay. really cool. Um, yeah. That definitely helped my recovery. Just like doing something fun every day, just yeah. like was my physical therapy, which I don't know. That was just really cool to me. Just like being I able to it. recover like that. So. I love it. So what was one of the hardest, what's been the hardest thing about all this so far for you? The hardest thing, probably just getting back into learning those things okay. just has been challenging. Um, I mean, it took me several months just to learn how to get into my wheelchair by myself yeah. I would need to get lifted in and so just becoming independent like I want to be has been pretty challenging but yeah. um, I've been able to do that I mean once I like got my car and everything then I just wanted to be so independent yeah. and I'm actually going to college in the fall congratulations um, <laughs> thanks and so I'm moving away um, 
to I'm going to Utah State University and so um, I'll be living away from home and so I feel pretty confident in myself now Um, and so it's just cool that I've been able to be so independent, but I'd say that that's probably one of the hardest yeah, things. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, but your senior year, you were able to still cheer with the with your cheer squad, right? Mm-hmm. How how did they receive you? How did the school receive you? How did people react to here? You are coming to school now, and you're in a wheelchair. And how did people react to this? Yeah. So, um, one of my best friends is the cheer captain on our team, okay. and so. I was like, I was telling her about when I can come home, and she's like, if you come home on that day, then the day after is the last football game. And I was like, I have to go. <laughs> and so that's right. kind of why I, why I made the goal board, too, is just, you know, because yeah. I wanted to go out there. And, I mean, that's was my favorite thing of high school is the football games. And so yeah, sure. um, I actually got to go home that day. So the next day I went out and I actually performed the dance with the cheerleaders. And so that was like the best feeling in the whole entire world was just being with my family, just like being with my family, my friends again, just seeing the whole crowd. The theme was actually Sarah Strong. Um, the theme of the football game and so everyone was in like their white and blue and it was just the best feeling ever and then um, after I performed I cheered on the sidelines and so um, that was just really cool I was just thinking like I don't want to let this stop me from doing what I love and so um, (laughs) even for like the basketball games I still cheered and I was just a part of the team as I always was. Wow, so, that is so neat. And yeah. then, and that continues. You got to cheer at the basketball games and yeah. other, other events as well throughout the year. Yeah. That is so cool. Well, congrats on going to Utah State. That's going to be fun. <laughs> Thank and you. And I think you want to be a teacher. Is that correct? Yeah, for you elementary school. For elementary yep, Oh, boy, elementary you'll be amazing. <laughs> These kids will be so lucky to have you. Oh, thank you. Honestly. How, how did your siblings handle this? I mean, you're the youngest, right? Mm-hmm. And so how did they handle this, seeing their you know, youngest sibling go through so, something so difficult? How did they go through this? Yeah, it was kind of cool seeing. I mean, it was sad that I wasn't able to see my siblings when I was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Like, I watch movies of people who go in the hospital and <laughs> their whole family surprises them. And I'm like, I never got that. <laughs> but um, yeah. it was kind of cool seeing my family like come together. Like, um, they would... FaceTime me. I mean, since I have so many siblings, at least one of them would FaceTime me every single day, (laughs) (laughs) which I was super lucky. And so um, they would all just like be at home together, sitting together, just wanting to talk to me. And they'd have family dinners still together. And so like it was cool that it didn't like tear us apart. It like definitely brought us all together. Brought you closer. I mean, you're already a close family, but it, it brought closer. Right. Yeah. And so I loved feeling their love and seeing their mm-hmm. support for me and yeah. they just wanted me to you know they just wanted me to feel loved and yeah. I really felt that from wow. them well I you 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 point something out I think a lot of times when a tragedy happens it sometimes tears families mm-hmm. apart and how lucky and blessed that your family and I think it has a lot to do with you're already tight and close together already yeah right so it was almost like, okay, hey, let's let's all pull together here. And, yeah. But then I also think, correct me if I'm wrong, but just the way you handled it. Like, I think if maybe, and I'm just 
hypothetically speaking here, because you didn't do this, but if you were like negative and you were mad and angry and depressed, and I'm sure you've had moments like that, but you weren't like that. But I think if you were, it would have been maybe a little harder for the family to to handle this. Yeah. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. I think so too. Yeah. And like that's one of the lessons that I've learned is just to, I mean, when you need it most, I would say just continue to bring those relationships stronger Mm -hmm. together. I mean, don't push your parents away. Like you need to communicate with each other. And that's just something that we've had to learn is just having really good communication. And I mean, because yeah, it would probably be easy for me to, if I was super like negative to just kind of push those things aside and push people out of my way kind of, but um, staying close with my family has helped so much yeah. and just really having that communication with my parents and with my siblings. Yeah. And not only communicating, but the right type of communication, meaning like, here's your mom saying yes to every one yeah. of your questions. Yeah. I mean, that in itself is, uh, would help you heal quicker, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Definitely. I get to do these things and everyone's sa- still saying I can do this. And yeah. I mean, that, I don't know, I'm just so inspired by the way you and your family has handled this whole thing. Thank you. You know, it's really cool. Do you, so I'm going to ask you another question, and it might seem weird, but, because you probably don't normally get asked this, but what do you love most about you? Hmm. (laughs) What I love most about me, probably just how confident I am. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a really confident person. Um, but I still feel just as confident and I still know that I'm just as beautiful no matter how I look or mm-hmm. how my body looks. I just have that confidence and I just really love that about me, I guess. Yeah. Um, in my room, uh, before the accident, I would write on my mirror like little self affirmations, like right I on. am beautiful, I am strong, and um, I think Love that looking that. at those every single day, like throughout my childhood, my teenage years, all of that, just really made shaped me in mm-hmm. a way. Just yeah. like because I would just put it on my mirror so that when I woke up and got ready, that's just what I would see. And so, yeah, I mean that. I've just always been really confident. And so that's something that I love. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure mom could list a thousand things about <laughs> you that she loves. And, but that's very well said. Thank you for answering that. And I love that you said you wrote these affirmations. I am strong. I'm beautiful. You know, I can do anything yeah. and those things. Um, I, I say this to a lot of clients that I work with, that the most powerful force in the human psyche is the story we tell ourselves about ourselves. Yeah. And what follows I am follows you. Mm-hmm. So here you are saying these positive, I am this, I yeah. am. And those are the things that just are reaffirming what you already know deep down. That's who you are. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people would agree as you, if that's what you love about you, people are going, yeah, that's what we love about Sarah. <laughs> she is so confident. <laughs> right, mom? Yeah, <laughs> it's so cool. Um, if If there's someone listening to you right now who is struggling. Now they may not have been through an accident like you, but they're still having a hard time or they're in a dark place. And I have a lot of listeners or have, they have family members who are struggling. What's some advice that you could maybe give them 
to maybe help them kind of get out of that rut that they find themselves in? Because you had every reason to be depressed and down and no one would have been like, like, what's her problem? They would have been like, who wouldn't be? But man, that's why this is so inspiring. So, but there are people who are struggling and what would you tell them? What's some advice that you could give them that might help them get out of this? I would probably say, kind of like you were saying, just your mind is a lot more powerful than you think it is. Yeah. And the choices that we have, like I've just chosen to Mm -hmm. stay positive. And I mean, we all have a choice. Our attitude is completely a choice despite the circumstances. (laughs) And so, I mean... Like I was saying before, like I can't go back and change what's happened, but what I can change is my attitude and what I choose to focus on. And so, I mean, just the, just like despite the circumstances, I think that everyone should just make the most of it if they can and just choose to find things to be grateful for each day, find, just seek to find that joy that we all know we want to feel because everyone loves laughter. Everyone loves Mm -hmm. feeling happy rather than feeling sad and depressed. And I just think that a lot of the times the joy we feel is controllable and just choosing to, just seeking to find that joy can really help everyone I think love it beautiful advice that's awesome so what what are some things that you're up to now like I mean you've been interviewed a lot you've been on the news you know you've got this huge social following Um, you've got a lot going on you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) what are some of the things that you want to maybe do because of what's happened to maybe give back or help or have you had those kind of thoughts and you got some ideas around that um yeah I just love it's like (laughs) I know I need to repay all of these people that <laughs> prayed for me and, you know, mm-hmm. all of those things. And I just, I mean, we haven't really found how to repay them just other than saying thank you. And I think what you're doing now today, like <laughs> just sharing your story. Yeah. That's, that's all the thank you you need to do in my opinion, because you, just the way you speak and again, your energy and your love and your compassion towards yourself and towards everyone I mean, that's thank you enough. You, yeah. I don't think you even need to say thank you. I mean, because I think you already do it by the way you live your life. Yeah. That's my opinion. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. But I get what I you're know, saying. Um, <laughs> it makes me feel really good that what I've gone through can potentially help someone else. That yeah. just makes me feel really good. So. You know, I um, I had an opportunity. I heard this guy speak once. Uh, he was speaking before I got up. Um, and, um, he said, if you don't own your story, it owns you. And that's what I love about you is that you've been so open about this. Like Mm -hmm. you remember, I asked you at the very beginning, is there anything I shouldn't ask? You're like, I'm an open book. (laughs) I'm ready to go. And, and I love that because you've just owned this whole thing and therefore it doesn't own you or another, it doesn't keep you down. And I'm sure you're going to do such amazing things with, just the experience in itself and just the way, and you'll be inspired along the way on what to do and where that's going to come from. But yeah. the, and I think what, what's the slogan? Is it Sarah strong? Is that the, yeah, 
so Sarah how's, Strong or Strong Like Sarah. Strong Like Sarah. <laughs> what what does that look like and what how has that been just kind of having that kind of slogan and that statement about you? Um, <laughs> I mean, that all started just like, you know, in the hospital. Um, everyone kind of just came up with that saying just because yeah. of I was fighting for my life, even if I didn't even realize, realize it. it. But yeah. I think that just everyone was seeing how just like kind of strong I was throughout everything. Um, that's just kind of how that slogan took off and it makes me feel really just special, like seeing people wear the shirts and other things like that. And just, I mean, seeing the whole community rally around each other just for yeah. me, especially like at such a hard time, like yeah. 2020, such a hard year and everything. Like for sure, there was a lot of support and the community came together, which was just amazing that it was all for me so yeah. yeah it's amazing how much beauty can come from a tragedy right yeah. it's it's just it always blows my mind and yeah. I've had such amazing people on this podcast who have gone through so much stuff and and you're right there I just yeah. look at you and go wow it makes me want to be a better person a better father a better mm. you know Thank you. you know a better husband a better co-worker you name it and you really do inspire me, and even though you don't know me very well, but from a distance, I really admire just the way you live your life, and getting to meet mom today as well, mm -hmm. I can see why that you guys are just so powerful and positive. Yeah, thank you, I it's really, really appreciate cool. that. You bet. If someone wants to reach out to you who's listening to this, and they wanna to get to know you better, or if they wanna ask you a question, mm -hmm. is there a way that they could reach out to you? Yeah, I would probably say um, Instagram or Facebook. Um, yeah. The Username is just strong dot like dot Sarah, so strong like Sarah. Strong like Sarah. Um, Love it. Yeah, and we answer all of the DMs that we get, and so. Yeah. Yeah, if anyone has questions, reach out. Yeah, I, that's what I did, and mm -hmm. I, luckily I'm here with you. I mean, I can't believe this. I'm seriously like I'm pinching myself. This is the <laughs> coolest thing. Thank you. And again, I really do admire you. I hope you know that, and uh, I know the listeners are truly going to appreciate this. So many people who maybe don't know of your story. And I know a lot of people do, but I, I know there's also a lot that may, that they may mm -hmm. not. And I'm grateful that you're willing to come on this platform today and share it with my listeners. And I, I'm grateful for that because I know they're gonna be like blown away when they hear your story. <laughs> They'll obviously look you up. I mean, you're on YouTube, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, and, yeah. and you know, you've been on the news and news articles have been written about you. I mean, mm -hmm. there's just so much. and. Um, I just think it's so cool the influence you're having on so many. Thank you. And so I think much. that'll only get more. And you're gonna that's why you'll be such an amazing teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So Utah State in the fall, like next that's next it's in August, right? Mm -hmm. Next month. Yep, next month. Wow. That is yeah. so cool. Good for you. Thank you. I'm really just impressed. So um well I wanna thank you, Sarah and mom Amy, thanks for being here with us as well. Yeah, thank so. you so much for asking me. Seriously, it's a privilege being here. Oh, that means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, you're 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 great, and I just want you to know that uh, I'm going to share this with as many people as I possibly can, thank and uh, you. because I know that there's a lot of people right now that need to hear your story because they'll be inspired to to either communicate to someone that I need some help and kind of break out of the rut they might be in, and they they can look at you and go, "Wow, you know, if she can be so positive going through this." 
I could probably shift my attitude a little bit. Like you said, we can choose to maybe think of it mm -hmm. a little differently. So yeah. it was such good advice. Thank you. All right. Any parting words before we go? Any last things you'd like to say to our listeners? I don't think so. Just stay strong. You've got this. <laughs> love it. Love it. Sarah Strong right there. <laughs> strong like Sarah. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for yeah. having me. Sarah Fry, everybody. Please look her up. Check her out on social media. Reach out to her if you have any questions. Again, I'm just blown away, and I'm just so grateful that I get to sit across from her <laughs> and see her face-to-face. -face. I just feel so blessed about that. Thanks to our sponsors. You guys are amazing. And all you listeners, thank you so much. Please share this. Share this with all the kids in your family. They need to hear this story. And whatever they may be going through, this is going to help them. So uh, I love you guys, and until next time, thanks again, Sarah. Thank you.